0: Now that the divisional round of the playoffs have gone by, there's a lot of Jaguars what-if talk. I'm going to tell you why you can kill all that noise. We're going to compare them to the four teams that's left today on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked on Jaguars. I am the host of the Locked on Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins, and we'd like to thank you for joining us here because it's your team every day, and we always thank you for making us your first listener. Quick reminder, we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. That is Locked on Jaguars. When you get there, make sure you hit the like button. Also, subscribe, and please, whatever you do, hit the bell so you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. LinkedIn jobs helps you find qualified candidates. You want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers for joining us here every single day. And you can be one too. If you join us every single day. All right. The divisional round of the playoffs have concluded And I noticed a lot of Jaguar Nation and some of the media were kind of comparing the Jaguars to the teams that are going to be remaining and to the teams that actually played in the games this weekend. I'm going to save y'all some headache and tell y'all why it's apples to oranges at this point. And I know that seems like it's off because it's comparing a football team to a football team. Uh, but it's also comparing uh, really good football teams to a football team that are missing some key ingredients um uh, i think it's a mistake to go line by line and look at each individual player although i understand why folks do that i'm gonna explain the things that they're really really missing that you can't get by going line by line uh obvious needs for this team moving forward i'm going to talk about that a little bit more in depth because throughout all of the process of us attempting to load this team up with free agents and then draft some people. Sometimes the needs actually do get overlooked, so we'll talk about those. And Trent Balky is special, uh is uh, scheduled to meet, uh, allegedly is scared, scheduled to meet this week with Jaguars owner shot Khan. There's a lot of speculation about what that could mean, even one scenario where Baalke walks away from the organization and takes a job with the NFL maybe. Hmm. All right. So guess we'll have to go through all of that, too, and we will try to decipher all of those things and, and figure out what it means. But let's get to the, the task at hand. It's real easy to sit back and think of your team in the best light possible while you're comparing it to teams that you're sitting, watching, playing while your team is at home. The obvious and easiest thing that I see people doing are comparing the Jacksonville Jaguars. From the standpoint of what if and what they're using is a hypothetical of the jaguars at their absolute eight and three best this season that's the only way i can even tell you they're using the fact that they were one game away one win away from making it to the playoffs and they're saying what if my my answer to you is what if what what if they were in the playoffs Uh, and they played yesterday, they would have got their what-if ass whooped. That's what would have happened. What are you talking about what-if? The Jaguars were 1-5 down a stretch. In games that they had to win, they got blown out by Tampa, and they had a real piss-poor effort against the Tennessee Titans, and they lost. The only game they won was against the worst team in the league in the last six weeks. There's no what-if. The Jaguars aren't even close to those teams. I don't care – I don't care about the record. I don't care that they were one game away from the playoffs. Now, we can go line by line and say, well, if they just had a center or they just had a guard or if they just had a defensive tackle who could stop the run. Uh, yeah, And if my uncle had a mustache, he'd be my auntie. I'm not tripping on anybody. Shout out to any and everybody who has an auntie that has, has a mustache. I'm just saying. That's just a figure of speech. I think I might have an on aunt, auntie that has a mustache, but that's all good. You know what I mean? It's it's it it's it's, it's, it's it, it, to to what if and try to cherry pick this team and, and say, well, you just add this guy, add this guy. Yeah, how about this? Also, you add some heart, you add some grit, you add some better play calling, you add a better scheme defensively, um, you add competent staff uh in the scouting department, and maybe an owner that actually Uh, was a little bit more quick to hire, and the GM worth all of it. You can do that all day. What we have got to realize is we continue to look at the Jaguars from a what-they-came-from perspective. Where they came from when they were picking number one in the draft or top five in the draft for what it seems like almost a decade and a half, yeah, there's a big gap between that and where they are now, sure. But I have said it until my mouth got dry that the biggest leap that they were going to take is actually a small one that's really big. And that is from that next group of teams into the elite. That next group. That group where Denver is right now, that group where the Raiders are, that group where Seattle is, The group is a bunch of teams that are seven and 10 or eight and nine or nine and eight. That one or two games changes uh, whether or not they get into the playoffs or not. But none of those teams, including the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Colts and all of these other teams, some teams that didn't make the playoffs, some that did, that's a big group of teams. And to get out of that group every single year, and have a chance to make the playoffs doesn't mean that or has a chance to go to the Super Bowl by making the playoffs doesn't mean that you're one of those elite teams that we saw win this weekend or even one of the teams that we saw losing to an elite team. The Jaguars showed up and had a chance to be that last year. But here's what happened. The GM who I'll talk about in segment three decided that they were good enough and they were going to rest on where they were. And the team played like they thought they were good enough and that they could uh, sit and rest. And then when they decided that they needed to turn it up in order to get back to the level that they thought they were, which they really were never at that point. At that point, they realized what people have told anybody who played team sports since they were kids. They realized that this statement is true. You can't turn it on and off when you want to. So the fact that they are the type of team that thinks they can turn it on and off when they want to lacks self-awareness, because even a team that actually does kind of turn it on when they want to, like the Chiefs, have championship pedigree, and they understand what they're turning, whatever it is they're turning on, and they know exactly what they're turning that to or into. When you say they tried to turn it on and like I just did, turn it on to what? Turn it on to a team that won a wild card game down to that they were down 27 points after throwing four picks in the first half. And then they went to Kansas City and lost two. And they did it one year. You don't have enough you don't have enough sand in your pocket to talk about what you are turning this back into. Back into what? If you're going to turn yourself back into anything, it's back into your mediocre self because that's who you truly are. You are not the height of whatever success that you crescendo to and you got there and you had a cup of coffee. That's not who you are. Who you are is where you usually dwell. It's not the worst place you've been. It's not the best place you've been. And the Jaguars don't have an identity. So when we sit here and try to compare To those teams that we saw playing yesterday and you want to cherry pick the roster and go, well, our guy could start over him and his guy could start over me. Understand that those teams that you're talking about are a team. Like, for instance, the Detroit Lions, their best, one of their best players is their running back who doesn't even start. And it ain't no problem because he knows he's going to get his carries and he knows he's going to have his impact on the game. Their wide receiver might be their strongest player. And when you throw him the ball two yards short he will find a way to either run through the defender or run around them and drag them to the first down. Their coach is personified by that wide receiver, Amon, St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. C.J. Gardner-Johnson and the rest of those guys, they are, I, I, I don't know what you're watching if you think the Jaguars are anywhere close to the Detroit Lions. I just don't. I just don't. I'll talk about some obvious needs and how you actually get to those needs and what it may mean. It may mean that, hey, man, y'all might we might have to cut somebody loose that we don't really want to cut loose. We may have to let go of somebody that we really don't want to let go. I'm going to tell you why that's so important. I'm going to use an example of a team Detroit. That did that exact same thing, and they did not wreck their team. I'll tell you all about it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. I have to let you know about today's sponsor, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. Man, that's right, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. If you're trying to open a business or you have a small business that's already open, but you need to staff it with better people, there's no better place to go. From this new year than linkedin because it's not just another job board linkedin has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates so easy in fact that 86 percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com locked on nfl to post your job for free i have used them to staff two barbershops so i know it works all right there's linkedin.com locked on nfl post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right man we're here on locked on jaguars i am tony wiggins the host of the locked on jaguars podcast where it's your team every day and we always thank you for making us your first listen we're talking about the jaguars and what they may need and then using uh yesterday's or this weekend's action in order to say damn that's where we are so one of the teams i use is detroit because a couple of years ago the jaguars and the lions were picking back to back the jaguars picked trayvon walker which i am very happy with and Detroit put, picked Aiden Hutchinson. That's who they're happy with. The, them and maybe 31 other fan bases all sit there and go Aiden, 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 and they don't really pay attention to. Like when a guy gets sacks and nobody's touching him, he comes running without anybody in his way and, and they want to give him credit for it, take it. Fine, that's good. That just doesn't happen very often Trayvon Walker, right, in this scheme. Maybe we need to figure out a scheme where he does. If Trayvon does get loose like that. Maybe he'd have 15 sacks instead of 10. So – But to any, you know, to get beyond that, it's hard to compare the Jaguars to a team that are getting maximum effort and maximum minutes and play out of a bunch of their draft picks. And that's exactly what is going on in Detroit, where they actually have an identity. I'm going to give you an example of something that they needed or they did a couple of years ago. And this is what Jaguar fans have to get beyond. Remember when Dan Campbell, the former. Offensive line and deep and tight ends coach and the guy that played in, in, in the league. Remember when he had TJ Hawkinson and he traded him? He got a second round pick, and everyone goes, Why would you trade TJ Hawkinson? That's dumb. At the at the time, Hawkinson was like top three, top four in the league and tight ends. And I always say, when a guy coached a position and he's a head coach and they let a guy walk, it doesn't mean that the guy is a bad player. It just means like, I don't want to pay him $9 million or $10 million or whatever it is. In my opinion, TJ Hawkinson is a better player than Evan Ingram. Y'all can argue about it. It's okay. If you think the other way, that's fine. And if you want to look at the fact that a dude has a hundred catches, catches, I just bit my tongue, that a dude has a hundred catches as opposed to a guy that doesn't have that many, that's fine too. I ain't talking about stats. I'm talking about if you put him side by side, uh, probably 32 GM takes TJ Hawkinson. Detroit, let him go. Because maybe this guy that coached that position says, "Why he's a good player, I can get somebody who's just as good or better or maybe two guys for a fraction of that cost, and we can take that money and allocate it somewhere else. Are you kidding me? Are you seriously sitting here telling me that if the Jacksonville Jaguars – don't resign or decide to move on from cam robinson the whole world is going to fall apart because remember wig you're the one that said you got to keep elevating and keep good players and keep building and building and building until you eventually get away from the foundation and you start having some elevation you're right i absolutely did and that's why i was like that about juan taylor you're right we can argue about whether it was worth it, whether it wasn't. If they made a qualifying offer, we don't know all of the details, right? It turns out the Jaguars actually made a decision where they were going to replace uh, Juwan Taylor with a guy who's probably better. And it's not even arguable that Anton Harrison is better than Jawan Taylor. And they saved a bunch of money, Right. The thing is, is if it was me, I move Anton Harrison, to left tackle. And I would find another replacement at right tackle at this point. What about the other positions? Why don't the Jaguars ever see the, the point that I'm making is a lot of folks seem to think when it comes to the Jaguars. That certain players, because they're not the reason the team is losing, will also translate to them being the reason the team actually wins. And that's not true. Folau Valakazi ain't done nothing to get cut. Why you want to cut him, wig? Because he ain't done nothing to stay. That's why. Brandon Sheriff isn't the reason that they. I look at PFF and I look at all of the Brandon Sheriff isn't the reason why the offensive line is good. Isn't bad. Yeah, but looking to the future, he's also not going to be why the offensive line is any good either zay jones is hurt man zay jones is a good number two number three receiver man it ain't zay jones fault that he had a, a freak injury and 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 things didn't go well you're right zay jones is a solid player but for the money he's making we can get two zay joneses see these are the hard decisions that you have to make because detroit did this and what they ended up doing was they had room to draft LaPorta, the tight end in the second round. The reason why you have room to do that is because you moved on from another tight end and actually got compensation for it. The Jaguars franchise tagged and paid Evan Ingram and still used the second round pick to draft the tight end to block. If you don't get where I'm going, I get it. But if you do, you kind of understand why I keep saying it ain't just about the people. It's about what they're asking them to do. It's about them hedging their bets. It's about them not believing in themselves. And the reason why they don't believe in themselves is because they don't really have a type. They don't even know what they're shopping for when they go shopping. They claim to be all about traits and this, that and the third they don't seem to know what they're doing. And I hope when Shah Khan meets with Trent Baalke, which allegedly is going to happen this week, that somebody draws a line in the sand and says, no, this is that, that that's not acceptable. And I'm using Detroit as an example because that's the team that just last year was sitting there side by side with the Jaguars in the draft. And it's not just looking at the fact that, okay, the Jaguars made the playoffs last year in a tougher conference than the NFC and the the Lions. I'm not even talking about that. What I'm talking about is where they are collectively as a group and they appear to be on the same page. They don't play football and sit there and look around and say we don't look like we even practiced. There are some things that you draft that you don't see. Like you see height, speed, the way somebody throws the ball, the way somebody catches, you see them in short. But there are some things that these teams have that the Jaguars just don't, they don't have it. And they thought they had it. And, and, and this, the, the, the offseason between the 22 and 23 season might be the biggest mistake ever made by not trying to make one, by doing nothing. Man, y'all know who does something locked on. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local export, local experts on Locked On, plus our national news and shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. What do I want to happen from a meeting with Shad Khan, I want some complete honesty. Nothing dressed up, all butt naked, just standing right there in the nude, like Bernie Mac said. And I want complete honesty, just so everybody can keep their stuff straight and Shad knows exactly what he's dealing with. I'm going to talk to you about what I hope that meeting manifests in just a second here on Locked On Jaguar. I'm going to let you know about FanDuel, man. If you don't know about FanDuel, you ain't been listening to me because I've been telling you for a couple of years now that FanDuel is the absolute truth. And even though the NFL regular season is all wrapped up, the playoffs are in full swing. And right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. Notice I just said place, not win. that's one hundred and fifty bucks and bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup or a chip shot. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, rolling along here, segment three on Locked On Jaguars. We're your team every day, and we always thank you for making us your first listen. Trent Baalke is to meet with Shad Khan allegedly this week to sit down and I guess talk about everything that's going on with the team. You see, this is what gets, gets, gets under my skin a little bit. The Jaguars haven't played for a couple of weeks now and on this meeting with the number one football operations person in the building right now, while other teams are conducting interviews with GMs and, and all of that. It tells me that I don't think Trent Balk is going anywhere, regardless of what anybody says, because the Jaguars aren't looking outside of the building and for the life of me, I hope that they ain't doing that because they think the person who should replace Balky is already in the building. That would really get under my skin because I'm sort of sick of them just filling in uh, based on familiarity with people. That's how we got into this situation in the first place. I'm on record telling everybody that I think Balky needs to go. In fact, Balky should have never been hired to be the general manager of this team. I want to make something clear too before I do this. Trent Baalke knows more about football in his pinky fingernail than I do, just from a functionally functional standpoint. This is not versus, this is not like me versus Trent Baalke. This is Trent Baalke versus other GMs. That's what this is. Okay. So the the, the GMs who have won in the past and the ones that he's currently coaching or, or GMing against, if you will. That's what this is about, because there's a lot of people on social media that are sitting here going, you don't know ball uh, to guys who play uh, in 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 the NFL. Guys who may even go to the Hall of Fame or go into the Hall of Fame or guys that may made it to the league were big time college players who never played well in the, in the league. I'm going to tell you right now, I would never do that. I would never, you know those commercials where a guy spends the night at a hotel and he doesn't know about a subject, but he says, I did spend the night at this hotel as if it made him smarter. Well, playing fantasy football, being a podcaster, being a radio host, being a guy who observed football for 46 years. No, it was longer than that since I was seven i I'm B55. So for 48 years, it does not make you, it does not qualify you to tell anyone who played the game, who coached the game at a very high level, who got a sniff, who've been around guys, they don't qualify you to tell them that they don't know ball. You can tell them that you disagree with them. And your disagreement is probably backed up by somebody who actually has the same credentials or better that that person has. And that person disagrees with them too. But to actually sit here and disagree with somebody and tell them That would be like somebody who doesn't cut hair telling me who I've cut hair for 32 years, 29 in a barbershop that I don't know what I'm doing. And they've never done it. They've never had to clear a lobby. They've never had to cut 36 heads in one day. They've never had to deal with diseases and orders of the skin. Never. You can't do that. You just can't do it, man. And so many people are doing that foolishness that it just gets on my nerves. And this ain't me caping up. I've argued with people that have played the game before. I've argued with people that have coached the game before. But to tell them they don't know ball because they disagree with you. uh, Even when I agree with people, when they do that, you know what I end up saying? Okay, he's a flaming idiot who just happens to be right. That's just the way I see it because you can't do that, in my opinion. I think you're self-ratioing yourself when you do it. So that being said, I'm about to self-ratio myself and tell you that. Uh, people always ask me, why don't you be the GM? I'm not qualified. I'll tell you that right now. If somebody ever told me you can be the GM of the Jaguars, I would fall out laughing. I'm not like some other people that can tell you that I know what I'm doing from that perspective. But what I do very well is ask people who are. And I ask questions and I talk to people. And that's how I come to these conclusions. And I watch teams play and I watch players and coaches talk that lose and I watch players and coaches talk that win that is why I'm telling you Trent Baalke should be fired that's why I'm telling you that if Sha Khan asks tough questions and don't accept bubblegum answers then he will realize it too and what he would do is he'd say we need to move in another direction moving in another direction doesn't guarantee success we know that but staying in this direction because you don't quote unquote think that Trent Baalke is the reason that they're losing. Like did the GM drop a pass? Did the GM make this call? Did the GM not do if that's how you want to think? See, I'm of the belief and maybe I'm naive when it comes to this, but I'm like this with jobs. I'm like this with team building. I'm like this with a family. I believe at some point, at some point when one person is, is a little bit off, and things go crazy and, and it doesn't go work and it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, I gonna believe you can point at that person for accountability. But when you have more than one and when over and over, when you change the people in the building, but the things that still bothered the teams in the past are still permeating today. I think those things mean that there's an institutional problem. I think it starts with the, the guy that owns the team. But I don't think it's intentional. I'll say it again. It starts with Shaq Khan, but it's not intentional. And he's not going to fire himself and he's not going to sell the team. But it's who he delegates football operations to that does bother me. And that has been a problem since he is on this team. And right now, Trent Baalke is the problem. Giving some of his authority away is a start, but it's not what they need to do. I've seen enough and I've heard enough. There's nothing more criminal, in my opinion, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek. There's nothing more criminal than what they did in the offseason last year. And not only that, they told you that they were going to do it. We got our team. We're good enough. We're a draft and develop team. We got our leaders. We got got our people. And now they're going to tell you that they need new people. After they fired the whole defensive coaching staff. So either it wasn't all of those guys fault or or you 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 did what I'm telling you to do. You determined this while it's not their fault. They're not the ones to lead us out of it when we do fix the other problems. Maybe it's a start in the right direction, but those guys shouldn't be used as a scapegoat. Those guys also should not be forgiven for their poor game planning and their poor ability to adjust at halftime but don't just leave it there and make that the only thing you fix because when you're talking about the four teams that are left and and even some of the teams that didn't get there yesterday don't tell me you think you're even close to where Tampa was yesterday who lost don't tell me you think you're anywhere close to where buffalo was yesterday don't even tell me that you think that you're as close as green bay was saturday Don't. Or that you could go up and play Baltimore the way that Houston played them for three quarters. You can't, and you're not. And if you think you're close, you're being naive. We'll see if they push it all the way or if they just put a little lube on it and open the door just a little bit. And what I mean by putting a little lube on it is you're not going to fix the hinge. You're just going to put WD-40 on it just to quiet the noise down but that hinge is still what it is. It needs to be changed. What doesn't need to change is you checking out the locked on Jaguars podcast each and every day because it's your team every day. And we appreciate you making us your first listen. Like I said, talking to meet with Sean Khan. We'll see what comes out of it. Hopefully they talk about the obvious needs we talked about in segment number two and comparing to comparing the Jags to the final four teams. If you do it correctly, will lead you to the revelation that they are not close to being as good as those teams are, regardless of how close they were in record. Make sure you join us here on Locked On Jaguars every single day. It's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next time here on Locked On Jaguars.